Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. If you are a builder, remodeler, or contractor, this is your go-to resource for business growth strategies, as well as marketing and sales tactics. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders, construction professionals in the trenches, and from our team of digital marketing experts here at Builder Funnel. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 47 with Spencer Paget of Co-Construct. And in this episode, we dive into kind of his past experience as a builder or modeler, and then fast forwarding into his new role, which is builder in residence at Co-Construct. And so we kind of cover the gamut in terms of challenges that he went through, kind of some low times and uh, getting you guys some good tips for if you're facing some challenges in your business. Uh, we talk about how no business is perfect. We're all just trying to improve. And so got some good tips there, but then also we dive into more specifics around scheduling, estimating, communication, and how you can start to work through some of those things that may be some major pain points. So um, it's a fantastic episode because we got two Spencer P's on the show today. So uh, sit back and enjoy. This is episode 47 with Spencer Paget. All right. Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. And uh, this week, I have an extra special guest, primarily because his name is amazing. Uh, I've got another Spencer P on the show. This is Spencer Paget uh, with Co-Construct. Spencer, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks a lot. I think this is the first time ever in the history of the internet that two Spencer P's are on the same uh, on the same podcast. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, something something might break or explode or, you know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, definitely seeing some parallel universes here. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because we, we first met up when uh, down in Florida, we were at Todd DeWalt's event and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I got to introduce you to, to uh, Spencer Padgett. And then it was like, man, that, that was the running joke for the whole weekend. Um, but uh, definitely yeah. weird. I've never been in the room with another Spencer P, let alone like for two full days. It was, uh, it was tough whenever I raised my hand and he would call on me and it was actually you behind me that he was. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well, we'll, I'm sure there are maybe a couple of Spencers listening, but we'll kind of tone down that since probably most other people don't really care about our names as much as we do, but <laughs> um, maybe you could just give us a little bit of your background. I know right now you're with Co-Construct, you know, more of a so the software space, but um, you know, how'd you get into the construction world? Yeah, yeah. So I've uh, I've only been in the software space for about nine months now. Um, before that, uh, if you want to go way back, I was a logistics officer and a security force company commander in the Marine Corps. Got to do some overseas time. Actually, cut my teeth uh, in construction for the first time in Kosovo, doing some things over there. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. It was an interesting story. That's uh, <laughs> that's for the beer podcast, not yeah. for podcast yeah, the, the outtakes yeah <laughs> exactly so uh came back to the u.s uh somehow i you know got into the the marine barracks in washington dc and had a little bit of extra time on my hands so i started dabbling in remodeling some houses around the baltimore area and that led to some land development i uh, bought a couple lots uh, from a builder who was in a cash flow crunch and, and i turned those lots around really quickly and i thought you know this is not a bad thing. I was making more on the side than I was in the Marine Corps. And I had, I had put in about seven and a half, eight years in the Marine Corps. And I thought, you know, I'm having kids now. It's time to get out. Got into a little bit more land development, a little bit more remodeling. One thing led to another. And, uh, and, I'll, 
I was kind of off to the races from there. I started doing some semi-custom stuff. I did some production building and the land development thing just blew up. Uh, I was building all over the state of Maryland. Um, and, you know, roughly uh, when, you, when you tally it all up over the course of my career, it's about 2,200 acres worth of residential land that I've <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and, uh, and just a ton of lots. And, uh, you know, you water those lots and houses grow occasionally and, and did a lot of that. And uh, came, uh, came into a customer right around the downturn time who, believe it or not, wanted to build a 30,000 square foot house. And uh, had never done that before. So, uh, <laughs> that was his first thirty thousand footer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it, the first thirty thousand is the hard part. It's that <laughs> second thousand when you go to sixty, it's really tough. Um, but uh, I found an architect actually through Co-Construct uh, in Chicago, and and that architecture company it was really a design build firm, but they were really focused on architecture. Did high high level stuff. Um, through the course of conversation about that particular project the CEO, owner, founder of that company said, hey, I like drawing pictures and you like building houses, so why don't you come work with us? And so I started running this company. Basically, I was running all the operations, everything outside of, uh, of, of the architecture space in this company out of Chicago. Did a bunch of stuff remodeling and, and new construction-wise in Chicago, the surrounding states, mid-Atlantic. And then, cool, we had an office down in Key Largo, uh, Florida. We had some clients down there. So... It's a great place to spend some time in the winter working. <laughs> so yeah. that, that kind of, all that stuff led me to, uh, to interacting a lot with Co-Construct. I've used Co-Construct for the last 11 years to scale both of those businesses. And, uh, and I had a great relationship with the staff and, and the CEO, Donnie Wyatt. And uh, things just kind of came around. I was helping some other users uh, scale up their business to get better efficiencies. And one thing led to another, and, and Donnie made me an offer to come over and be the builder in residence to co-construct, and, and I jumped at that opportunity. It's a great company, so it's really exciting. So that's, that's awesome. That's how I got here. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I kind of want to dig into uh, a little bit of, you know, your your role at the company prior to joining co-construct, but real quick, builder in residence, let's talk about that. You know, what... What does that title mean? What do you do there? Uh, do you just you just say, oh, I, I used to be a builder. This is great. I'll just kind of hang out with these software guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastically interesting conversation when you're sitting in front of a group of 20 or 300 builders and saying, I'm the builder in residence. And people were like, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. So, so it's really, it's something that I didn't know what it meant. And I think we've kind of created it along the way. But what it truly is it's two things. It's number one, it's got an internal mission at Co-Construct. Like I am the guy who's used our software at, in, in a pretty broad spectrum of, of circumstances, both production and semi-custom and remodeling and super high-end custom. I've used Co-Construct to sell. Um, I've, I've interacted with clients successfully and with challenges. So I understand where the software works well and, and, and kind of where things can improve. And so what I've done inside is, is brought that builder experience into the company and I help inform uh, our employees, which is 110 people at Co-Construct now. I help tell the story of what it's like to actually use our software at the pointy end of the sphere. So the terminology, uh, I, I pretty famously uh, say that, that, you know, in our company, I'm the first person to ever say four letter word, but I try to, you know, introduce the, 
the lexicon of the home builder and remodeler. <laughs> you know, sprinkle in with a little bit of Marine Corps speak, of course, yeah. it's not too bad. But uh, but so I try to bring the, the the experience of home building into the software company, so our software connects better with our customers. And then on the outside, on, on facing out into the into the home building space and the remodeling space, I work with builders all day long to to really try to take their business process and make it as efficient as possible when they're using our software. Because the things that they've done before don't translate necessarily into the best way to do it now. And and so I, I talk with builders all day long. It's really great because none of them give me warranty requests. And <laughs> it's really fantastic. I mean, I pretty much have all weekend to think about what I'm going to do with builders in the next week. They're not calling me in the middle of the weekend. So that's fantastic. Uh, and then sometimes I go out uh, about once a month. I go out to a builder's office anywhere around the country. Uh, spend really two intense days with them, kind of consulting on business process and, and working with their staff. And I get to do other cool things. And it's just, it's great. It's fantastic. Couldn't imagine a better place for me to be right now. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think I was, when we first met, I was thinking about your title. I'm going, this is really smart because obviously you've got, you know, software that solves problems in lots of different instances. And in this case, it's specific to, builders, remodelers, you know, our industry. Um, but most of the software guys doing the coding haven't built anything, you know, and, and so kind of marrying those worlds or, you know, you being the bridge, I'm sure has been really impactful in terms of like new developments into the app or anything that you're working on. So um, what I kind of want to do now is rewind just a little bit to when you were kind of running, running things, you're in, in the building um, business, so to speak. I think we can learn a lot from challenges and, you know, tough times. And so I'm just interested to hear, you know, you, you've developed a lot of land, you know, build a lot of houses. So, you know, over that time period, what do you think were some of the bigger challenges that, that stood out to you? And then maybe, you know, how can our listeners maybe try to avoid some of those things or, or maybe just go, Oh, okay. It's not just me. (laughs) it, you just said it. It's not just you, right? And and I and I talked to hundreds, like it's probably thousands of builders by this by this time uh, over the last eight nine months at, at Co Construct. I'm, I'm in front of them at Co Camp. I, I speak with them at the builder show. I, everywhere I go, we have meetups and, and we get to drink a couple beers and talk about the way it is. And everybody is in the same exact boat. Everybody's got their schedules are moving to the right. You know, their clients aren't making their selections on time. They're, they're trying to balance all of the plates, right? And cash flow is the tail wagging the dog of the company, right? And, and everybody is kind of dealing with the same thing, thinking that they're alone dealing with it, but they're not. And, and some builders are fortunate. They're in like a Builder 20 group or they're in a round table or something like that where they can bounce ideas off of peers, but a vast majority of the builders that I talk to feel like they're on an island and they are not on an island. They're, especially our co-construct users, connect all the time online, in person around the country, in person at our office. And I find like that is the most rewarding thing for me uh, because that was my biggest challenge is I, I didn't know coming out of the Marine Corps how to be a home builder, how to be, how to be a remodeler. Like I, I had some experience in building and I, and my, my dad ran a paint company, but that, that didn't tell you how to swing a hammer and make money. Yeah. So it's like, 
there's no book. There's a bunch of people that sell books, but it might deal with financials or scheduling or estimating or, or, or something like that. But there wasn't any, you know, first touch to last touch of a customer. Here's how you do it right. Here's how you're profitable. And that really was my first and biggest challenge when I was coming out of the Marine Corps. There's no instruction manual on how to do this. Yeah, no complete guide to starting a construction business. And <laughs> I won't say a dummy's guide, but there was like no guide, period. Right. Yeah. Nothing. And at yeah. the HB's bookstore, they, they try and all that, but there's nothing that, that just goes broad spectrum and captures everything. So that was, that was the biggest challenge to start as I was getting out of the Marine Corps in 2004. But as, as I uh, had some successes and really went whole hog into it, I ran into that little thing that happened around 2006, 7, 8. Uh, yeah. Um, what, what was that again? Yeah. <laughs> that thing, that thing that happened that I yeah. read about in the paper and it kind of went by. Yeah. A couple of headlines and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> and that was really, uh, really a catastrophic uh, scenario for so many people that I talked to. So many of them have bounced back, but it was really tough. I mean, I, I had, and I've told, I've told a room full of 400 builders this, but I had a, I had a bank president call me on a Friday right at five o'clock, which is why I really turned my phone off around 4.55. But he called me and he said, hey, Spencer, we got bank regulators in here. You need to deposit a million dollars by next Friday so we can get all your loan balances back in in check. And I couldn't figure out, like, I was panicked. Like, I I was going to swipe an American Express card and see if that worked. Yeah, like, what's the balance on this thing? (laughs) I think it's unlimited. They tell you it is. Yeah. but in any case, so, you know, and, and all I could do, just my mind was spinning and all I could do was say no. And, and that was like, that was the first real time in my career, like Marine Corps building that it just didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. And man, there's been so many times since then that it's just like that didn't work the way I thought it was going to work. So that was a huge challenge, you know, lost a lot of good friends, you know, in terms of like got, getting out of the business and and other things that it was just really bad situations. So that was a huge challenge. Took every bit of like grit or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, just some mornings you would just get up and look in the mirror and go, am I really going to keep doing this today? Am I going to go in and build houses? And, uh, and you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and get through it. You know? So, yeah, I want to, I want to dig into that a little bit because I think, I think every business owner, you know, goes through the highs and the lows and it's never just this perfect, like smooth sailing ship that goes up and to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, in those moments, you know, where you were looking at the mirror in the morning, you're kind of just you're questioning everything. You're like, what am I doing wrong? Am I even helping people? Like, how am I going to get out of this situation? You know, whatever the circumstance, how did you decide like, yeah, I am going to just keep pushing through versus all right, I'm throwing in the towel. Like I'll just, I'll go find another job and we'll just call it, call it quits. You know, what, what helped in those, the lows of the lows? <laughs> it seemed like it was something different every day. Um, you know, I've got a, a great wife, uh, number one, who, who really helped me uh, gain daily perspective. And, uh, and you get these kids and the kids are obviously, uh, I've got four sons and the, the four boys are, are always there and they don't care if the world's falling apart. They want milk, you know, right. <laughs> cereal or you didn't get bread for lunch today. What's going on? And you're like, my mind is spinning right now. Uh, so, you know, the real world was happening all around 
And I think, um, you know, perspective, that word is, is something that really helped. Like things that happened in the Marine Corps in the past, things that happened to, to other builders that were just like really catastrophic helped to level me during those times. And, and I felt like, you know, the, the wolves are at the door and the bankers are asking for things and so on. But as long as no one was shooting at me, I kind of felt like I was still in a good spot. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that, you know, I think that that little, I mean, that's a euphemism there, but that's a, that's a good perspective, uh, you know, like a, a level of perspective that you gotta, you gotta take in life. I found this lesson out. You gotta take the good with the bad. And, and as I was developing in this business, I did really good things. I mean, we, we had really good successes. We had really great projects and, uh, and it's like you said, it's not always up to the right. And it was really a great lesson in humility for me and, and empathy. Uh, that empathy that I gained during that time really helps me now when I'm talking with builders that, that call into co-construct. It's that whole, like, nobody's perfect. Everybody driving down the street, everybody you're walking with and talking to has got something that's bothering them, and that's okay. That's yeah. kind of how I got through it is just one step at a time and, and learning the lessons about myself. Yeah, and I I think it's cool. I, there's a few things in there. Um, you know, the perspective, I think – you know, if you can just pull yourself out of the weeds and kind of look around and go, Hey, do I have, you know, what do I have that I'm grateful for? You know, in your case, family, you know, um, Hey, I have a roof over my head or, you know, whatever it is, even if you just boil it down to the basics, you know, you can go, okay, well, at least I've got these things. And then it allows you to get to that next, that next day. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, good advice there. And, and it sounds like, um, I also like just the commentary on you got to take the good with the bad. Like nobody's life is going to go perfect forever. Like you're going to have those challenges. And so I think because you put one foot in front of the other and you took all those steps, like now reflecting back on it, you have all that like, Oh, I know I can make it through this. I can get through something that challenging and you learn a lot about yourself. So as, as difficult as it was, like if you would have thrown in the towel and gone a different route, like you wouldn't have learned all that about yourself. Like, Oh, I can, I can really grind it out. Like I'm a gritty person. I can, I can do it, you know? Um, so that's cool. Well, let's fast forward now to, you know, builder in residence. And now you're kind of on the, the other side, um, getting to talk to lots of people. And it sounds like you get, you know, kind of similar challenges that, you know, are repeated over and over and you hear them from across the country. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, what are, what are a couple of those that we can maybe highlight and maybe talk through a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, it's amazing the, the pattern that we see at, at co-construct and that I hear from the builders talking to us. It's, um, when, when someone calls co-construct, they are not calling to tell us that everything is awesome. <laughs> and I'm just looking for a way to spend a few hundred dollars a month more on software. Everything's great here. I just want to tell you how awesome it is, right? That's not what they're calling for. Everybody that calls co-construct has a pain or a problem or something they're just trying to solve or make better in their company. And the, the three top things that I see are estimating. If people want to get their estimating down a little bit better. Uh, scheduling. They're concerned about their projects moving to the right, and you know we're we're spending too much on overhead because the project's taking us six months instead of four months. And then, really, it's communication. 
So, so those three things, estimating, scheduling, and communication. How are we communicating not only amongst ourselves effectively, but are we communicating details to our customer? Are we detailing or are we giving details to our trade partners and, and everybody on the project team to make sure everyone's talking off the same page? Those are the three biggest things. It's, it's all about the chaos that generally happens in construction. We use that term a lot because we see that a lot. There's a ton of chaos. And, and when builders call us, they just feel the chaos. They can't sometimes define exactly what it is. So we ask a bunch of questions and we listen to them talk and we make suggestions. And that's, that's kind of where the process starts with us. And it's been pretty effective. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm sure uh, sure you're able to kind of diagnose things a little bit quicker now that you've kind of fielded a lot of these calls and seen a lot of the same patterns and trends. Um, what do you think are, you know, a couple of like, I don't know, actionable tips that somebody could take away in thinking about those common challenges that you hear over and over uh, when somebody's like stuck in the whirlwind or the chaos, as you said? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think there's a, it's important to like everybody's got a goal, right? They want to uh, improve their bottom line. They, they maybe want more time in their day or they want to spend more time with their kids or their family. I mean, those are common things that we hear. I'm, I'm just blasted, right? I'm up yeah. at two o'clock in the morning doing proposals for customers and I don't know if my numbers are right. And I don't know if I've made any money until the project's over. Those are the kind of things that, that we hear. Um, what I like to start the conversation with by saying is like, you can have a goal to get more time. You can have a goal to have more money available at the end of the day or to be more profitable or however you want to describe that. But without a system in place, you can't achieve those goals. Goals are great, but that's all they are, right? So you have to have some sort of process you go through, some sort of system to go on. So what we tell our builders, like co-construct is what I consider to be a best business practice from the first touch of a client all the way to the end, right? But it's massive. There's so many different cool things that you can do with it. That for our builders that are calling us, I tell them, you've got to start with one thing, maybe two things, right? Get that low-hanging fruit, that quick win, that thing that you can see, hey, I'm going to make some investment in making my business better or more efficient. I'm going to get that value really quickly. So if it's estimating, let's make sure that we get a good estimate from you. Or, or maybe if you don't have one, let's help you make one. Let's make sure that we understand you know, what your margins are that you're trying to achieve so we can help you install the correct margin in, in the part of the program that does that, right? Make sure that the details are correct so that you're not talking about one type of roof shingle and you're pricing up another. It's, it's surprisingly common that mistakes are made like that and you just kind of eat it or you, you got a plus up in a different part of the project. So we're, we try to get people to define what their estimate should look like. From a schedule perspective, we try to get customers to to talk to us about the logic of how they build or remodel. How do you do it in your market? Are you on pilings or do you have concrete or do you have CMU foundation walls? How do you do this? Talk us through the process. And then we show them how to lay out their schedule in a template that's just easily repeatable. So you might spend a couple hours developing that first schedule and then you're just banging it out as new projects come up, clicking a couple buttons and dropping it down. So then we start to show them how much time they can save doing that. And then the communication piece is just crazy effective in co-construct. Everything gets nested into one spot. So we say, if you want to start with communication, let's get all of your project teams in. Let's get some emails in there. Let's start talking with your trade partners. Let's get you comfortable with communicating and seeing the value of where that information is stored and how quickly you can retrieve it. 
And then when you're comfortable with it, let's open it up to your customers and get everybody in this nice virtuous circle and get everybody talking on the same page. So that's kind of where we start on those big three. And it's, it's, it's a fantastic journey that is really satisfying for our staff to see people go down and get that value and get that understanding and come back and go, oh my gosh, this really works. And, and it's time and time again, that's the juice that is really cool that keeps me going is, is I, I try to videotape some of these, some of the builders, like before, like I'll go out and talk to them and then I'll go back a month later and you should see some of the language that these guys are using on camera. <laughs> I can't share it with you. I can share it with your customers if they wanted to see it. It's pretty funny. It's like bloopers. It's pretty hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. And um, yeah, I was thinking about what you're talking about in creating these systems. And if you just have this goal, it's just this arbitrary number or thing or objective out there. And until you convert that into action and, um, I've got a, a similar philosophy. I mean, converting almost thinking of it as building the habits. So, hey, I want to lose so much weight. Okay, well, that's just a goal. But the habit is going to the gym three times or sticking to my you know food plan five out of seven times a week or you know whatever it is. That's the habit that gets you there. Um, just like you were describing with some of these you know problems that get uncovered, and and obviously in this case, technology plays a role in that. And you're going, okay, here's how we can systematize and then automate and save some time. Um, but I like thinking about it in those terms because then it seems more manageable. It just goes, Hey, if we just create the right habit, the right system, and we just repeat that, right. The goal is inevitable. The time frame may adjust a little bit, but we'll get there. You know, if we've, if we've got that system. So, um, yeah, it's all about yeah. measuring, right. It's, not, it's about measuring and, and those measurements that the, that co-construct actually does. Like, are you on a daily basis, on your schedule and it shows you very clearly or are you within budget or are you going over budget and those measurements that it provides to you like in real time are leading indicators of where you're going to end up right yeah yeah all along the way like hey we need to slow down in a certain part here because we're spending way too much money on something right and so if we want to be in budget we got to fix this before we get too far so yeah Absolutely. It's the way to do it. It's fantastic. And we see so many people reach their goals by using a system to do that. Hey guys, just a quick announcement before we get to the rest of today's episode. We've been getting a ton of feedback on our done for you social media program. Now, if social media has been a frustration of yours, or you feel like you're not posting enough, this is the perfect solution for you. And as a listener of the podcast, we've got a special promotion going on right now. So just head over to remodelersocialmedia.com and use the code radio at the checkout. So if you want to get more engagement and more people finding you on platforms like Facebook and Instagram, hit pause really quick and check out remodelersocialmedia.com and use the code radio at checkout. All right, back to the show. Yeah, and um, it's it's cool to hear you talk about it because you can tell you actually really care about solving the problem. And I know, obviously, as a software company, you're trying to sell more software, but it's really about we have a great solution. We can solve a lot of pain that's out there in the world, you know, in, in our industry. And so, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about kind of the mission behind co-construct. I know you and I have been talking and it's evolving. And, uh, and so, yeah, just interested to hear you kind of share some thoughts on that. So, you know, our, our mission is informed by our vision. And so everybody at the company has this really strong vision and, and they want to see a more financially stable and highly respected home building industry, right? Like sometimes we get the, uh, you know, like a bad 
uh, a bad name, some of the some of the contractors, some of the processes we go through, some of the things that happen. We want to help our customers be more financially stable so that they can do a better job and get better references, better referrals from their customers, and just generally lead better businesses. And so the that vision is what really what really drives our mission. And so our mission is to provide best practices for our customers, what we call mission critical tools and community. You remember I was talking about being on an island. Mm-hmm. You know, that community is that thing that people don't often think about, but but having a connection to other people who are in the same situation and a way to communicate about it is really what community is. And, and we feel like those things in our mission help our customers and their customers lead better lives. And that's like no joke. It's, it's on the wall. We've actually spent money on signs on this stuff, right? I mean, and, and when, you, when you get interviewed to, to be in co-construct as a staff member, there's a series of questions that, that you get asked during the interview that kind of subtly requires you to come up with an answer that either supports that or, or definitely tells us you don't. <laughs> everybody, everybody on the staff has passed that test, and there have been some fine people, some great people that have gone through our interview process that didn't make it because they couldn't answer those questions. They were technically competent, but we believe this stuff, and, and we believe we are going to change the home building industry. We, we really do, and we spend a lot of time trying to get really deep on the logic behind why we do things and why they're good best, best practices, and, and that's what really makes us effective. We feel like that's a differentiator. When you call co-construct, you're going to get someone who really wants to help you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Because, yeah, I mean, when you boil it down to, you know, everything else is just kind of like it's technology, it's a tool. But at the end of the day, that's the vision, the mission, you know, yeah. to improve, improve lives. And um, that's awesome. People can connect those dots back at the employee level going, oh, I'm going to make this decision. Well, is it going to contribute towards that, you know, that end mission? Um, well, you know, I think Spencer is like n- not only um, – well, I guess I'll just say that when we were at Todd DeWalt's event in Florida, like that's what stuck out about you. I was obviously I was talking to you because you had the coolest name in the room. But just besides obviously. that, yeah. yeah. Besides that, you guys at Builder Funnel are are the same. You know, you have that same mission, and we immediately clicked on that, right? And it was like, what what role does CoConstruct play? And and you know, the platform that I have within CoConstruct to talk to all these builders about the process improvement and, and leading better lives. And then you guys do the same thing. It's, it's, it was fantastic to, to meet and, and, and get to know you. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because when we first were getting into this, you know, whole space and doing digital marketing and working on sales process and some of that, I mean, really as we were doing, we went through a very similar thought process. We're like, well, what are we really trying to do here? And it was like, well, we're trying to help, these businesses and well, well, if we help these businesses grow more, they'll get to hire more people They'll create more jobs which is great for the economy. You know, they'll build more good product, you know, that's out there and all these people that they're employing, like they can build their families around those jobs and, you know, and then it, it boiled down to the same thing. It was like, we're trying to help people like improve their lives and build really good companies and create more jobs, you know, out there in the world, you know? And so, um, it gives you some clarity and during those tough times, like our business isn't perfect. We make mistakes and we're always trying to, you know, improve those. But then when you hit those lows, you're like, Hey, 
like we're trying to do some good stuff here. And so let's, let's buckle down, let's correct our mistakes. And if you keep that in the back of your head, that it's a lot easier to keep, you know, keep moving forward and keep moving ahead. And, and then you obviously hear from people that are just thrilled and they're going, man, this is amazing. Like, I'm so glad we're working together. And like, I'm sure you have those stories, like you said, where you have the before and after video where you're like, you can see it on their face, you know? Yeah. But you know, like what you're saying, like if you start with that, how can we help people? The stuff that follows on is pretty crazy. And the scale you can get to, if you're just focusing every day on these small improvements to something like we have over 120,000 people that use the software over 5,700 actual companies using the software. And think about this number. We have over $14 billion worth of homes being built and remodeled in our system today. It's a Wednesday. And that's check. awesome. Over 14 <laughs> and that, and that's a multiple of that every year, right? So think about the financial impact of just doing this piece of software and thinking about it, making sure it's a great product has, you know, people are managing things quicker. They're turning projects quicker. They're making more money. They're able to hire more people pay better salaries. It's, it's a, it's what I call the virtuous circle. We just focus on the good thing and good things happen. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and one of the things that you've kind of mentioned as a part of all this is really like the community, like, Hey, we're, you're not on an Island. You know, a lot of times you guys have the answer, but a lot of times the answer comes from just sharing peer to peer. And I find that the same in our industry. We go to marketing events and you like you go watch the speakers and that's great. And you get a lot of value. And then you talk to somebody that's sitting in the chair next to you and you're like, Oh my gosh, this was the yeah. best 30 minutes I've ever spent. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys have a, a conference coming up, uh, CoCon. And so um, interested, like what's the purpose of that, you know? And uh, I guess just tell us a little bit more information about it. Cause I'd imagine that's a great place to meet up with other people that are going through similar challenges. Yeah. Yeah. So, so CoCon CoCon, uh, this will be our third year doing it. It's our user conference. Um, and user conference, like this is the place where our customers who are like the business owners or their operations managers or sales managers get together and you get to sit across the table from peers, right? There'll be about 300 builders there this year. And, and for two days, and it's going to be in November, looks like November 7th and 8th. Uh, location, I know it, but I can't tell you. <laughs> it's a secret huh yeah but november 7th and 8th i promise you'll need sunscreen and it's within the continental united states so it's easy well, you gotta like that yeah, yeah. that's our criteria it's got to be an average of 72 degrees during the day so that's our like number one criteria so but it's a place where you get together in a big room we provide some great content about like best practices things that you know we see so much information tens of thousands of templates on how to do things well. We talk to so many builders. We have so much insight into things that are going well and things that are challenging for builders. We share a lot of that stuff. We have great content from speakers. We have folks come in and talk about very specific parts of the industry. And then we get together and have a really good time. <laughs> we go out last year, we were in San Diego. We went on a big boat and then we hit the gas lamp district. And so you get to let your hair down a little bit. You get to hang out with other builders. And then you get to join onto our online forum uh, where right now it's on Facebook where you, you go out and we have builders interacting all day, every day, sharing templates, sharing best practices, asking questions, talking about customers who they have challenges with and getting answers from other people around the country. So that's what it is. CoCon It's coming up in November. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, it's my favorite thing, even, even more so than, than IBS. 
That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing I like about these types of events too, is that like everybody there, they're just, everyone's trying to get better. They're trying to learn a little bit more. Otherwise, like, why would they spend the money? Why would they spend the time to go do this? And so if, you know, if you're out there listening, you know, just being a part of these groups, whether it's at in-person events, which I think there's huge value in, but even just online communities, you know, people that are a part of those, we're all trying to get better. And so, um, I don't know, that's, that's one thing that I would just throw out there is like, get, get involved, get off the Island, you know, that you think you're on, like you said, Spencer. And, um, yeah, well, we'll, we'll have to mysteriously link up in the show notes, how to, how to learn where CoCon is. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like it'll be a good time. Um, always reach out to me and I'll give them a super secret password. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Hey, um, got maybe one, one or two more questions for you, but before we get to that, you know, um, how can people connect with you or co-construct and kind of learn a little bit more? Um, if they feel like, Hey, I've got some problems and and you guys might be able to help. Sure. Sure. So you can go out a couple ways. I'm on LinkedIn, Spencer Padgett, P-A-D-G-E-T-T. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, but here's the real deal. Like I'm available to builders all day, every day. And, and I, I told you, I don't get called on the weekends anymore. By <laughs> clients. So I'm available on the weekends if you want to call me. But so here's my cell phone, 443-240-8332. Uh, I love getting calls from builders and talking about problems and things and solutions and so on. You can also email me, spadget, S-P-A-D-G-E-T-T at co-construct.com. Very cool. Well, we'll make sure to put the phone number in the email in the show notes. But uh, yeah, if you if you're driving around, you know, don't <laughs> don't try to you know uh, text and drive and write that down. Uh, just just follow up in the show notes. But um, yeah, definitely take Spencer up on that. I mean, you got a direct line to a cell phone number, so give him a call. Um, and then yeah, I guess uh, Spencer, as we wrap for today. Um, I guess, is there anything else you'd like to add uh, that we maybe haven't covered today? And then I always like to close with one piece of advice. If you could toss one piece of advice out to our audience, what would you leave them with? Well, I think, um, you know, the one thing we have not covered is why I think we originally started talking because I was interested in hearing about what Builder Funnel did for its customers. I'd heard of you. I'd read a little bit about you online, but I didn't really understand and so, um, you know, co-construct takes from a lead all the way through the entire life cycle of the customer, the project, and then managing the customer after the project's done, right? But what co-construct doesn't do is produce leads, which is where there was a nice little fit for, for Builder Funnel, right? And um, I think that uh, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. I know I've seen uh, a couple of our customers, we've got a customer, uh, Taylor Craft uh, in Severna Park, Maryland, who uh, who on Facebook's got this great content. I kept getting hits from it. And I'm like, man, these guys have their stuff together. And then I realized that you were helping them produce that content. It <laughs> totally disconnected. I've, I've watched for a couple of years. It's fantastic. Um, and I know that that's helping them be successful and, and get leads. So, uh, you know, I think that there's a nice connection, a nice kind of feed from Builder Funnel into the co-construct apparatus. So that yeah. was yeah, well, I appreciate that. And yeah, I know you and I have spent several, several, I don't know, hours at this point kind of talking about this whole challenge. And there's this, you know, technology and just process gap, it seems like from from that very start of the process to the the end. And even 
the end isn't really the end once you finish the project. Like there's opportunity to market to that person to create referrals and word of mouth. And, and I think, you know, that's what, what I'm excited about, you know, where we're continuing to explore, which is how do we just like connect all the dots there and make sure that people know, Hey, like this doesn't need to be the barrier. We can have like data and communication and information that's available from start to finish. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm excited about that as well, but, uh, you know, may have to just allude to some things that we're, you know, hoping that we can get, uh, you know, into fruition here soon. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, let's, let's close it down. I'm, I'm interested to hear your, your one piece of advice that you're going to, you know, leave with our audience, but, um, There's yeah, so much. So much. <laughs> such a broad, broad question. You could go anywhere with it. Such a broad question. I, I would just say, you know, keep, keep perspective in everything that you're doing and don't fall so in love with your business or, or if you think you're a badass right now, uh, because everything changes and you have to make sure that the things that are truly important, whether it's your family or your health or whatever is really paramount in what you're doing. You know, fortunes come and go and, and fame comes and go, as they say, and, and businesses come and go. But, you know, it, when it's all boiled down and, and, and done, uh, make sure that it's family and friends and relationships that you surround yourself with that you're really tending to. And you're not on an island. That's awesome. Yeah, I think great advice. And uh, Spencer, thanks for joining me. It was, uh, it was a good conversation. Spencer, absolutely was. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Spencer Padgett. Um, Again, I know you're on the go, so let's talk action items for today. Kind of covered a lot on today's episode, but uh, a couple things that stood out. One, uh, maybe very tactical, but maybe not something you would think of necessarily as a business tip, but I think um, his comments on perspective were really powerful. So um, if you're hitting some lows right now in your business, or even if you're not, you know that you will hit them. Um, Take a few minutes and write down a few things that you're really grateful for that you have right now, whether you're facing some real big challenges or things are are cooking really good um, because you do go through those cycles and those things can really help put things in perspective. Um, I know I've used this over the years um, as we've grown our business as well, and it's been super helpful to me. So I think that's my first takeaway from today is just write down a few things that you're really grateful for. Um, and just remember that, that you've got those things in your life. Um, the next piece of advice I would say is get connected with other people. So if you're, if you're not in a round table, you're not in a builder group, you don't go to events, you're not connected online, um, start taking some action to do those things. Maybe find an event you can go to, uh, this year. And, uh, you know, obviously we talked about CoCon. It doesn't have to be CoCon. Uh, I think just attending an event is a good step. Um, joining a group, a Facebook group, um, it could be something as simple as that. It doesn't have to be a monetary um, action. But I think having that peer support is really, really powerful and can help you, one, come up with some solutions, see what other people are uh, are doing in the same uh, scenario that you might find yourself in. Uh, and then two, sometimes it's just emotional support. Like stuff gets really tough in business at times. And sometimes you just need to know that other people are going through those challenges and hear about it and then just keep pushing through. So 
Um, those are my two action items for today. A uh, little bit different than typical action items, but I think they'll be just as powerful, if not more powerful for you. Um, and again, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. It was a fun one. Um, again, we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Builder Funnel Radio. I know there are a lot of podcast choices out there, so it really means a lot to me that you choose this as one you either subscribe or listen to regularly. Now, before we part ways for today, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you got some value out of today's episode, please either leave us a review or share this with a friend. We're really working on building a community of construction professionals that want to treat their customers right, they want to run profitable businesses, and create more jobs in our economy. So leaving a review or sharing it with a friend really helps us build that community, and we'd really, really appreciate it. All right, guys, that's all I've got for today. So we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.